Connection podcast. Today we are highlighting a new staff member in our new Teacher Spotlight series. I'm Camber Arthony here with Ms. Hyde, who is an English teacher at Alina Central High School. How long have you been a teacher for, Ms. Hyde? 20 years, not including this year. That's like a lot. That's it like, is a lot. That's a lot. And you were at Lincoln College before. Yeah, I taught at Lincoln College for 16 years. Uh, prior to that, I taught at uh, Lakeland College in Mattoon, mm -hmm. Illinois for two years and I taught at Western Illinois University. That's a lot. I think we had, I think I know someone who went or went to Lakeland so I was like where is that and then whenever she went I was oh okay you know but is there a significant difference between like that you see with being a college professor and being a high school teacher? I think the biggest difference is I get to see my students every day Whereas in college, I might have seen them twice a week, three times a week, maybe even once a week, or they were completely online and I didn't see them at all. So getting to see the students every day really gives me a better opportunity to interact with them. Yeah, for sure. Like what, what was, I would ask, it's like kind of a two-part question I'm going to make it into, but for being a college professor, what was the most exciting part of your job then and what is it now? And has it changed? If it's the same, then... It's the same, honestly. It's seeing students' faces light up when they understand something, to see them be successful, and, and to watch them enjoy that success. It, regardless of the age, I think every teacher, that's what we look for, is to see that success yeah. on their faces. Yeah, I've heard that answer a few times, and I always say, it's like being a teacher, I'm sure it's great, but being a student, it's like, oh, I finally get it. Like, I get it now, and I understand it, so... That light, whenever that light bulb clicks in your head, it's like the greatest feeling in the world. So Absolutely. And yeah. we, we as teachers, you know, we enjoyed those moments. Yeah. So now we get to help you enjoy yeah. those moments. Was it your plan to become a teacher all along, or did you have a different plan? I actually started college uh, planning to teach uh, high school, and things didn't quite work out. So I left uh, with my English degree without my education endorsements, and I got a job as a copywriter in Chicago for an advertising company. Um, really wonderful place to work you know lots of fun small environments uh, most of our clients were out of state so we could wear jeans and t-shirts to work every day we just kept business suits in a closet mm -hmm. in case they showed up um, and about six months in I just was not feeling it kind of the excitement wore off and it just occurred to me you know I'm just not doing what I wanted to do so yeah. I applied for graduate school and the rest is history yeah that's super cool because you um you were there for all like, you said six months ish, mm -hmm. yeah. and so like coming down here, that was obviously probably like a bigger change because you'd grown up there. We'll get to that in a little bit, but um, if you could give your students a piece of advice from your life, what would it be and why? To do not, absolutely do not take for granted when a teacher offers to help you. Even if you feel like it's not a positive kind of help because you're upset about the class or you're. You know, you just think this isn't my subject. If a teacher is trying to help you know that they're giving everything they have to you, take that advice, take the help, see them after school, see them during advisory, send an email when you have a question. Um, I didn't do that and I regret not doing those things. Uh, there are certain classes that I probably would have done much better in had I taken that time. It's a yeah. hard lesson to learn. Yeah, I feel like um, a lot of you're either the person to ask a million questions and you know the answer already but you just want that like you want that clarity that you're right or you're the person that you're like yeah I'm not gonna ask any questions you yeah. know and sometimes it depends on the subject but most of the time it's like one way or the other I, I, I feel like <laughs> what motivates you to work hard you know I was raised in a family where I saw hard work is 
what got you where you needed to go. Um, I'm first generation college in my family on both sides, actually my mom and my dad's side. So I kind of had to uh, hone my own path. And I just saw that as another element of working hard to be where I want to be, to have the things that I want and be able to do the things I want to do. Uh, so my motivation really just came from my family and seeing them work hard my whole life, um, literally work hard their whole lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I just met your daughter last night and she was, I mean, she was like asking a bunch of questions, cracking jokes. It was amazing. I loved her. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is quite the little one. She's, she's an interesting uh, little kid. She kind of has an old soul for being yeah. 10 years old. Yeah. She definitely does, and she was. We were just sitting at the instant section of the volleyball game. She was cracking jokes to complete strangers. She had no idea who they were, but she was. She was telling them off. It was something. It kind of reminded me of me, and it was like, oh, that's so cute. I yeah, like it. She does not know a stranger. Yeah, but she did. You know, grow up at Lincoln College with me. Yeah. Um. You know, just she would come over to my office. She had her own little play area in my Aww. office when she was a, a infant and a yeah. toddler. Uh, when I was done teaching for the day, she'd come over and just hang with me while I did grading and whatnot while students popped in. So she got used to having students around all yeah. the time. So she's very comfortable with any students. She yeah. doesn't have to know your name. She just needs to know <laughs> your mom's students. Yeah. Now, where are you originally from? I know we mentioned it, but we'll kind of go back to it. I grew up near O'Hare, uh, up by Chicago. We were about 25 blocks from the Chicago border of the suburbs. You could see the Sears Tower perfectly uh, from a bridge by where by the house where I grew up. Uh, I was there till eighth grade, and then I made the decision I didn't want to go to high school in our district. Um, a lot of things had happened that weren't very savory, and so my mom gave me the option to go live with my aunt, and I chose that uh, in a small town called Plano, Illinois. Uh, I was the new girl. It was kind of like being here at IC where you guys go to school together yeah. uh, the whole time. Uh, I had a good time there. I made wonderful friends. I had amazing teachers who were very inspiring. Um, really had a chance to grow up and learn who I was. Uh, and I think that made a huge difference for me in determining you know, where I wanted to go to college and what kind of college I wanted to go to, but most of all, where I wanted to teach. Yeah. And that was in a, a smaller class environment where I could get to know my students over the years. Yeah, I feel like I said this in, my, in the last podcast, it's so easy to get to know your teachers and develop that connection with teachers um, at a smaller school. And I guess I've never been to a bigger school, but I would assume that it's just it's a lot harder to connect with your teachers on the level that we do here at Illinois Central. We I don't I don't know how to explain it, but like every teacher we kind of we we click with in a certain way. It's yeah. just like I don't know I, I like it and I I don't think I, if I could choose to go to a bigger school I don't think I would choose to because I love all the connections I built with all my teachers. Yeah, and you, and you're not alone in that. You know, um, Lincoln College, uh, Lincoln's campus did not. Uh, start offering bachelor's degrees again on, on our campus in Lincoln. We did in normal all the way through, uh, but not until several years ago did we start offering bachelor's degrees again. And our students were thrilled because they were worried about going to a larger yeah. school because they were used to small class sizes and having that one-on-one -on -one, um, relationship with the teachers at Lincoln College. And so yeah. for them to be able to stay for those four years and continue those relationships, it was very important to them. So I completely understand where you're coming yeah. from with that. Yeah. So. Walk me through a realistic day in your life from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I wake up, grumble at my daughter that it's time to get up, but I know she's not going to be up for another 40 minutes. Uh, get the dogs out so that they're, you know, they're doing the potty dance. Um, try to take a minute to catch my breath, have a glass of water, get, you know, the day started. Yeah. Uh, grumble at my daughter again to get out of bed. <laughs> jump familiar. in the shower. Ho holler out a warning. I'm halfway done. You got to get up. Yeah. So most of my morning is really just focused on getting myself to school and getting my daughter up and ready for school. Yeah. Uh, she goes and waits at my mom's house, which is right next door, uh, before her ride comes. And yes. so getting her out the door to mom's is kind of the number one priority in the morning. Um, then I get a, almost a half an hour to think my way through my day and kind of plan out, okay, remember you're doing this today, don't forget about this, email this student this, make sure you talk to the student about that, kind of do the mental playbook as yeah. I'm driving, which is nice. Uh, and then I get here and the day just seems to zip by. Yes. And next thing I know, it's it's eighth hour and I have my prep period and I kind of feel a little dizzy afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, depending if I have a meeting or not, I'll stick around campus for a little while. Um, and then I go home and my daughter and I will talk about her day at school, do any homework that she needs to get done, yeah. make sure she's having an okay day, uh, get some dinner, and then just kind of die on the couch for a little while, <laughs> yes. uh, watching mindless TV yes. before I realize, oh, I was going to do that tonight and get up on my computer and get to work. <laughs> yeah. And in class today, you mentioned you veg out on the couch, and so a few of us were just like, what is that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> terminology changes as yes. you age, and, and different age groups have different terms. And for my generation, we vegged out. Yeah. You know, and we had talked about the term in the poem to loaf. Yes. Which is kind of the same thing. That's the 18, uh, 1850s version of vegging out. Yeah, I feel like today it's just like, oh, we're just going to go chill on the couch or something like that. Like, that's what we usually say. But, like, once I heard it, I knew what it meant. But I was like, I really haven't heard anyone say that to me. Like, they're going to go veg out on the couch or anything, you know? Yeah. And that's that's one of the things that makes me feel older. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, my lingo is not in yeah. style anymore. Um, but as a studier of language and literature, you know, it, it it's kind of fascinating to see how that changes over time. Yeah. Because two or three years ago, veg out was, everybody knew it. Yeah. So now it's kind of in that flux where some of your classmates are like, oh, yeah, I know what that means. And the rest were like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's nice to see those trends over time yeah. with language. Now, do you have any hobbies that you do like, on weekends, even during weekdays? Uh, I do a lot of crafting. Uh, kind of gives me something to do, takes my mind off things. Obviously, I read a lot. Yeah. Uh, in the summer, I garden. I love my flowers, so springtime, I get excited so I can start planting my annuals yeah. and seeing my perennials come up. Um, <clears throat> outside of that, you know, my daughter and I enjoy going fishing. We always have the, the pole and the tackle or in the trunk, so anytime we feel like going, we can go. Yeah. But uh, the rest of my time is pretty much spent entertaining and running around with my daughter from yeah. ballet and Girl Scouts and whatever else she decides to get involved with. <laughs> yeah. She told me last night, I said, aren't you a dancer? And she said, yeah, I clog. And I was like, yes, your mom told me about that. She's like, I made it on the competition team this year. And I was like, oh my gosh. She is so proud and so excited. Yes. I'm so proud of her. She really worked hard. She, yes. Um, matured a lot as a dancer and, and as a team member yeah you know, and I think that was the biggest thing for her was you know she had the dancing part down pretty well but as a team member she was growing more and more last year so yeah uh, I cried when I got the letter saying that she was yeah. going to be on the competition team uh, and her face just lit up when I showed her yes. the email when and she, she told me she, she was, was smiling from ear to ear absolutely <laughs> grinning her little blue yes. eyes sparkling yes. yeah she is I'm very proud of her and she's very yeah. excited to be a part of that team oh that's so cute um, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Oh, well, my plan after I finish here is to retire to Kentucky, where my niece is going to be living. Um, 
<clears throat> and then I think I would like to buy a cabin in the Smokies and just whenever I feel like it, I love the Smoky Mountains. My daughter and I both love the Smoky Mountains. We go there every other summer to visit, uh, to hike, to do things around the mountains. So I think it would be nice to have a cabin, not in the yeah. tourist area, but you know, some quiet little cove of the Smokies yeah. where I can just spend my winter reading books on the porch, looking at the mountains, or my summer evenings watching the sunset over the yes. mountains. Um, but for now, I'm pretty content where I am because I get to do what I love. Yes. And if you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be and why? Oh, that's a tough one. There are so many. We've had very mixed answers on this one. It's interesting to hear everyone. There's so many possibilities. You know, I think right now, in this moment, I would love to meet um, First Lady Biden. Hmm. Because she is a teacher. She has a doctorate degree. She understands, I think, more than anyone in that level of politics, what it's like to be in the classroom every day and, yeah. and what our students are encountering uh, on the daily. So I would love to have a sit and, ch- yeah. and chat time with her about the students of Central Illinois and just what their needs are and, and what their successes are and, and yeah. share some of those things with her and, and just to get some insight into her teaching style. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. You learn a lot about a person by their teaching style. Yeah. And you could always, like, you you were a professor, you could connect on that level, so I feel that would probably be a really good conversation to have. I think it would be. I think it would be exciting. <laughs> yeah. You might be freaking out for a second, but... <laughs> probably just for a few seconds, and then I'd once, gather Once myself. you calm down, it'd be a pretty good conversation. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Ms. Hyde, for taking the time to sit with me today. Make sure to look out for the next Career Connection podcast coming soon to you.